I've had people stop in the driveway and make up a pretty extravagant lie. (laughs) And I ask myself, why don't they just keep driving and ignore me? It's because of guilt. That's why. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Send me, Lord. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would share this podcast episode with friends, family, share it on social media. We normally put these episodes out on um, various social media and things like that, um, normally in groups and stuff that we're, that we're a part of. But yeah, you can feel free to share these publicly and uh, encourage people to listen to these episodes. Also, we encourage you guys to leave us a review. If you're on um, Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're on, there's likely some way to leave a review. And so if you could just let us know what you think of these podcasts, and we'll give our email addresses at the end of this episode so you can reach out to us and let us know some suggestions that you have for future podcast episodes. We've taken a few suggestions and put them in the episodes. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd like to, if we don't forget, introduce ourselves for those who are new to the podcast. So I am Daniel Parks. I work with Love Life as the regional shepherd of the West Coast. So I oversee our efforts on the West Coast and also have an expertise with air quotes um, in sidewalk outreach ministry. I've been doing sidewalk outreach for Uh, about a little over 15 years now. And with me, oftentimes, as a matter of fact, almost all the time, is Vicki Cassiorg. And so um, introduce yourself. Say hey. Hey there. I'm Vicki. I've been on the sidewalk only nine years. Yeah. So not not nearly as experienced or an expert as Daniel Parks. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think you're probably more... Um, of an expert in this realm of ministry than I am. But together, we, um, I think, form a dynamic duo in encouraging people and equipping people in sidewalk outreach ministry, which is what we intend to do with this episode. And maybe if you're brand new to sidewalk outreach ministry, this uh, subject is going to be a little unique, maybe a little strange. Like, why would we be talking about this? But we're talking about this because it's a common thing. And so what are we talking about? We're talking about what if the mom that you've stopped is lying? And you know she's lying. You can tell she's lying. What do you do? How do you deal with that? And that actually was a question one of our counselors asked because, like you said, it happens all the time. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, ashamed of, of what they're doing there. And so we hear lies all the time. And how do we get our message across, God's message across, if we know that they're lying? Yeah, yeah. Which, again, is a common scenario. A woman's pulling into the abortion center or walking up to the abortion center. You stop to give them information. Are you here for an abortion? And right away, um, the lie could come out. No, I'm not here for that. And that is a very common scenario, actually. No, I'm not here for that. Now, you'd be surprised at how many of them would actually say, yes, I'm here for an abortion. Right. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to talk about how you cut through that, how you cut through the lies and get right to the truth. Some ways maybe to detect 
that they're lying to you? Are we gonna we're gonna help people, Vicky, to be lie detectors? <laughs> are, we gonna, are we gonna be able to equip them to do that? We will be able to equip them to some degree. Okay. It is easier if you're at a facility like the one we are at here at Latrobe because all they do here is abortions, and that's right. that's often the first thing I'll say when they say, "Oh, I'm not here for an abortion." I'll say, "Oh, well, that's all they do here." Yeah. And uh, and then they kind of turn all red and. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't do that if it's a Planned Parenthood. Because sure. they do do other things besides abortion. Yes, so. they do. So, But we will give some ideas for how to expose lies. Sometimes exposing the lie is actually not the best strategy. Right. Is, is what we have found. And we're going to talk about that. Right. But, um, I mean, exposing the fact that you know that they're lying without directly calling them a liar is sometimes very positive because it's biblical. The Bible right. says the truth will set you free, not yes. lies. Lies will only you sin hides in, yeah. in darkness. So right. so there are definitely important points at which lies should be exposed. Yeah. yeah so I agree. um so yeah, we want to help you in this article. Uh we have an accompanying article as we usually do, but we wanna we wanna help you know when it is important to expose a lie. And um, and at what point in a conversation it is important to expose a lie, and then really thirdly, how to ex- expose a lie. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's in fact where we start. Really, how yeah. do we how do we expose yeah, lies? Well, let's let's jump into it. How yeah. do we expose these lies? Now, I would say first and foremost, people who are going to kill their children mm-hmm. for them lying is not a far leap. Right. So not at all. We want to believe the best. Right. And we understand these women are in fear and people try to protect themselves as a human mechanism. When we're afraid, right. We we do things to help protect ourselves. And so sometimes we lie, or at least can be tempted to lie when we're trying to protect ourselves. But just be aware. Again, we want to believe the best, but be aware that it's very likely uh the woman that you stop is gonna lie to you in some way. Yeah. It's not a good thing, I will just say right right away, in talking about exposing lies, to say, you're lying, right? That's, that's that not the best way to That will really help it. the conversation to continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so how do we expose those lies? Yeah. I, I think we have said this so many times. One of the very best counseling techniques, ask questions. Yeah. Usually the lie will be exposed. They will trip themselves up because it's hard to keep a whole series of lies going. So if you ask a lot of questions, you don't even need to say you've, you've been that you've been caught in a lie. Um, At some point there's going to be a contradiction and I will sometimes just let that contradiction sit there because they, I, they know that I now know yeah. that they're lying. And if I'm still gentle, compassionate, still offering help and hope, I've just gotten some brownie points right. in relationship building and um, and they are not able to continue in that lie. And they will sometimes just switch then into telling me the truth. Usually it, it goes from, oh, I'm not here for an abortion to I can't have this baby. There, yeah. there are really There are really important reasons. For, yeah. for why I can't have the child. Right. So um, some of the questions that I don't know if that's a technique that you use. Yeah, in, in absolutely. In lies, but yeah. Yeah. And like you, I'm not going to just point out when I see a blatant contradiction or a lie. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just point, ooh, ooh, caught you. You're <laughs> caught lying. You. <laughs> Told you you're lying. I'll just be gracious mm-hmm. and I'll just keep going right for the truth. You know, in the scenario where a woman's coming to the abortion center, I can tell because the de- the demeanor on her face, mm-hmm. um, I can tell because of the fear in her eyes. I can tell because of the way that she's dressed. If she's dressed in loose fitting clothing and she's going to a medical facility, she's probably going for a surgical procedure. Right. And so even if she would say something to the effect of, I'm not here for that, I'm still going to keep speaking like she is. Yeah. I'm still going to keep, I'm just going to roll with it, right? And yeah. put, put it in the Lord's hands. Yeah. I'm not going to call her a liar. But I'm going to, if I, if all the other indications rather than what she is saying indicate that she's there for an abortion, I'm going to keep talking about the three talking points, right. what God says, right. humanity of her baby and the resources that are available. Yeah. yeah. You've just said what I believe is probably the most important point of the whole, this whole topic yeah. is no matter whether they're lying or not, no matter whether the lie has been exposed or not, you stay focused on getting out the information that you would have gotten out anyway. Yeah. So, for example, they'll sometimes say, I'm here for a friend. I'll often hear that. Oh, it's not yeah. for me. I'm picking someone up. And, they, and they're not. It, right. it is for them. Well, then I'll still hand them the information and say, can you give this to your friend? Let me tell you what we do. Yeah. And then I speak as though I'm speaking for the things we'll do for the friend, but I'm giving her all the information I would have given her anyway. But yeah. so some of the questions that that I might ask, um, just in case someone's struggling with this, like, well, yeah. what do we ask? Yeah. What do we ask that help to expose the lie? Uh, did you know that this facility does abortions? Because right yeah. away you're, you're like opening up the fact that we suspect that they are there right. for an abortion. Um, here's one. I, and I have heard this a lot for people driving into Planned Parenthood. They'll say, oh, she's just getting birth control pills. Sometimes we'll hear that from the yeah. father or, or or she's just having a pap smear. Yeah. And then um, we can ask, well, why does she need you for moral support? Yeah. For if that? she's just here for if she's birth just, control. Exactly. Or, yeah. It doesn't make any sense if they're coming there with um, with a, a driver. Right. Um, are you married to her? Is, is a good question because, and the reason that's a good question, I think, maybe not the first question I would ask for sure, but it's one of the questions, is it points out, they'll say, oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I say it, usually, is when they, they oh, I would never do that, I'm a Christian. I right. said, oh, is that your wife? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pointing out that if you're a Christian and you're having sex outside of marriage, then obviously you're not a Consistent Christian, consistent with what the Bible teaches. Yeah, which I think is a very important point to yeah. point out. You're, you're planting seeds. Right, yeah. yeah. The conviction of the Holy Spirit can come, and even if they're lying about going in for an abortion, right. but they're, the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes because of their sex outside of marriage, it could just yeah. it brings the knowledge of God into the equation. It brings the truth of God. It brings God's standards into the equation, which ultimately hopefully translates into God's standard, not just about sex outside of marriage, but about murder. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can actually start a little, uh, talk about sexual purity before the Lord through that one question. If they say, Hey, I'm not married. Well, uh, and you don't have to say it in a judgmental or condemning way. Oh, did, 
did, did you know do you know how the Bible speaks about yeah, that? Right. Oftentimes they'll say no, and then I I'll pull yeah. up some verses. Yeah. So, so as we're talking about what if they're lying? Yeah. A lot of the scenarios that we encounter, some of them are the women actually going into the abortion center, but many of them are the boyfriend or the friend, right. as you guys can kind of detect and the questions that we're asking. Right. It's not the woman we're asking these questions to. Um, at least not all of these questions. Sometimes, again, it's the boyfriend or the husband or the friend or family member or whatever. Right. And so um, I think with all of the things that we do as far as reaching out of the abortion centers, whether it be signs, calling out, handing out literature, face-to-face conversations, one-on-one, car side, whatever, all of those things are relationship building, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we're building a relationship. That's why we don't want to immediately point out, you're a liar. It's good to help kind of bring those lies to the surface so you can cut through them and get to the truth. Yeah. yeah. But with the boyfriends, if you can win them over in a conversation, if you can win them over in a relational way, then ultimately they can win her over, right? right. And so if you can right. show them, okay, I know why you're here. Let's let's just cut through the crap, right? Mm-hmm. I know why you're here. You and her are here for an abortion, mm-hmm. but I'm an, I'm a compassionate person that cares about your situation. And you're mm-hmm. doing this through a relationship. You're doing this through exposing lies, but graciously not poking your finger in their right. eye and telling them they're a liar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can eventually win them over. You can eventually get that guy to go in there. Well, get her to come out and yeah. talk with me. Yeah. And so it's relationship building. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And exposing lies. It can be relationship building. Yeah, it can be as long as you do it in a gentle and loving way. Yeah. Well, um, asking if 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 it's either a friend or a father. Right. Do you is she pregnant? Yeah. And um and then sometimes they will say yes, and if it's a guy, I'll say, well, is that is that your baby? Yeah. Because again, you want to personalize it, humanize that baby. Or whether it's a friend or the father or even the mom herself, yeah. the next one of the questions we'll almost always ask is, do you know how far along you are or she right. is? Yeah. And at that point, they often will say, I don't know. Yeah. Or if they do know. But at that point, either way about it, listing the developmental milestones, particularly in the first trimester, yeah. is really a good thing to do yeah. in answer to that question. Right. So. Yeah, I, I've, I'm thinking right now of several conversations I've had with young men at the abortion centers. And we know, again, here at the Latrobe Abortion Center, we know that they're here for an abortion. That's all they do. Right. So even though we ask the question, are you here for an abortion? We already know the answer mm-hmm. in a sense, unless they're there for a follow up. But I've had several conversations with young men when I'm asking them, is she here for an abortion? And they say, no, nah, she's she's not here for that. We don't believe in that. And then a few sentences later, I'll, I'll ask the question, so how far along is she? And then he'll tell me she's 10 weeks or whatever. And then I'll ask the question, do you know what abortion procedure she's she's going to be doing? Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm like ignoring previously when he said she's not there for an abortion because I know that she is, yeah. right? Sometimes you have to be aware as well, though. Um, so let me, let me finish that thought. So I asked them. What procedure is she here for? And then he'll start talking about the abortion pill and there she's here. To, I think she's here. She's going to take the pill. So in, in essence, a lot of times what people do when they talk about instead of doing the surgical abortion, they take the abortion pills. They're trying to make it less like an abortion. Yeah. Right. And they're trying to save face in one sense. Yeah. But I have encountered situations talking to men 
that genuinely believe that she's not there for an abortion because she has lied to him. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That's a different scenario. Right. And uh, in that case, I will be probably more forthright. Yeah. If I have figured out that they've been lied to, and I, you know, I can't think of anything specifically, maybe I will before the end of this podcast, but um, I will be more direct. Well, all they do here is abortion Yeah. to let the guy know, maybe you need to go in there and get her out, have her, you know, bring her over to us. But yeah, that's, that's a really important point because sometimes that does happen. Yeah. Oftentimes that happens with Uber drivers too. Right. They don't know that they're yeah. dropping them for, yeah. for an yeah. abortion. And, you know, kind of along these lines, we're talking... Um, like we do a lot about our experiences here at the Latrobe Abortion Center, but we've had experiences at plenty of other abortion centers right. reaching out there too. And at Planned Parenthood facilities and other facilities that do things other than just abortions. Still yet, there are days where they commonly do surgical abortions. So mm -hmm. at one of our um, Planned Parenthoods that our team in um, Southern California reaches out at, they their abortion day, their surgical abortion day is Friday. Okay. And, Throughout the week, they do the abortion pills. It's really hard to know who's coming in for the abortion pill, but there are still teams there reaching out. But on Fridays, we know they do surgical abortions. They get started very early. And so you can you can pretty much assume that if they do their surgical abortions on Friday, then there's a pretty concentrated group of people coming uh, to the abortion center. So because... The concern is, maybe for those listening, is we don't want to make assumptions and we don't want to just ignore when they say they're not there for an abortion, just to kind of ignore that and go for it. We can do that here at Latrobe because we know that they only do abortions. And you can you can do that pretty confidently at a Planned Parenthood or whatever other facility if you know what their abortion days are. Yeah. Because they're going to push, because that's their bread and butter. That's how they make their money. They're going to push a lot of their patients and they're going to probably take their other patients who are there for other things and, and place them other days of the week because they don't want to mess with the abortion day. Right. Yeah. They have likely they have an abortionist that comes that one day that does those surgical abortion procedures and they want to make as much money as possible. So they're going to stack up the appointments. So if there's an abortion day, a, play, a day that they particularly do abortions, then you can make that assumption as well that that woman is there for an abortion and just keep speaking like she's there for an abortion. Right. If they come as a couple, if she's carrying a blanket, if yeah. she's dressed in loose clothes again, you gather the clues. And so you, you probably have a pretty good idea even at uh, Planned Parenthood. Not all the time, but, but some of the time. Yeah. Pretty soon in the discussion with them, I'm going to ask, do you know God? Yeah. As, yeah. as we're... Which, as we're trying to expose the lies and and feed them the not feed them but give them the information that we really feel is vital for them to make a choice for life, that's one of the top ones for me. Do you know God? Yeah. And um and if earlier in the discussion I found out they're not married and she's pregnant, then again that would be uh, I'll ask the question: Do you think God would have you be in an intimate sexual relationship if you're not married right. does, does that cause you any concern so those questions are really important i often get asked how do you introduce the topic of sexual purity through questions right. and that's one of the yeah. ways yeah. That, that i will do it because i think we cannot ignore it we just cannot ignore right. that um that aspect of why abortions take place yeah and and far and above and beyond any statistic those coming to abortion centers 
are there because of sex outside of marriage, because right. of sexual impurity, yeah. what, what God calls fornication yeah. In, yeah. in the word. Now, you might run into people who don't believe in God at all, yeah, um, or at least will claim that, or who really could care less yeah. about what you have to say about sexual purity. Right. And then I might, I, I'm, I'm still going to introduce those, but because you're always planting seeds, but then one of the things you can ask is, do you, questions about just general morality, like, do yeah. you believe it is good to take an innocent baby's life? Right. Or do you believe a stronger human being should ever prey on a vulnerable human being? Yeah. So that you're kind of leading them into, I guess, a more humanistic look yeah. at why abortion is wrong. Right. Yeah. And that's helpful, whether they're actually there for an abortion or whether they're not. Maybe they're genuinely sure. telling the truth. It's still good to establish a baseline of God's truth. Yeah. When we're talking about sexual purity, for sure, yeah. but also when we're talking about the taking of innocent life. And I'm thinking in my mind, just again, of some conversations that I've had with men and with women. Yeah. And so I'm thinking of a particular conversation. I'm there in front of a, an abortion center that does things other than abortion. And a young lady's walking into the abortion center. I'm trying to give her information. This is a scenario in which they're walking in rather than driving in. Right. I'm offering literature. Hey, can I give you this information? And the young lady says, well, I'm not here for that. Now, I didn't even say anything about abortion, but she knows why I'm out there. She says, I'm not here for that. Yeah. And I would ask the question, not here for what? I'm not here. You know, her response, I'm not here for an abortion. I said, okay, well, do you know they do abortions inside of there? And she she might say, yes. I, I, I forget the exact conversation I'm I'm thinking about whether she said yes or no, but I said, you know, they do abortions inside of there. And then my next question is whether she says yes or no is what, what do you feel about abortion? What do you think about what they do inside of there? Yeah. Now, I'm still running with the assumption because it's an abortion day that she's there for an abortion. Yeah. But I want to try to get her to engage with me about what she thinks about abortion. Yeah. And in that scenario, that young lady said, I don't I don't agree uh, with abortion, but I'm not here for that. They're, they're always pretty adamant. I'm not here for that. And so continue to engage in the conversation. I'll say, well, what's wrong with abortion? So I want to get them to acknowledge that they're acknowledging that abortion is wrong. So whether she's there for an abortion or not, I'm helping her to understand the place that she she's associated herself with kills babies. I want to get to the point, what's wrong with abortion? What's wrong with abortion is they're actually killing children. Yeah. And so in this particular conversation, I remember talking to the young lady. This actually happened in Southern California. She's walking in. She said, I'm not here for that. What do you feel about abortion? I don't agree with it. And why is that? Mm -hmm. Because it, it takes an innocent life. She acknowledged that. Mm -hmm. And I'm agreeing. Yeah, you're right. It takes an innocent life. And that's what they're doing inside of there. Right. So whether you're here for that or not, you're associated with the killing of innocent babies. Yeah. What if they held Ku Klux Klan meetings inside of there? Like, yeah. what do you believe about racism? I, that was my my actually my next question. What do you think yeah. about racism? It's mm -hmm. horrible. Well, what if they held Ku Klux Klan meetings inside of there? Would you still go in even if they offered other services? Of course not, because you don't want to be associated with racism. Yeah. Do you want to be associated with murder, with the murder yeah. of children? Yeah. And uh, so just dropping some truth bombs, whether she was lying or not, and actually in that scenario, I'm fairly confident she was lying. It was an abortion day. Mm. She fit the kind of the, just the facial expressions and yeah. the way she was dressed. Yeah. Pretty sure she was there for um, a surgical abortion. But either way, I dropped some truth to her, right? She yeah. had to reckon with the truth that yeah. she was, she said herself that abortion was killing an innocent person. 
And she's associating herself with a place that does that. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there are going to be people that aren't lying, that are walking in truly to get something else, pap smear, whatever. And do do they really want to give their money to a facility that profits off of the death of babies? That's often what what I will say. Um, I like the way that, that you led up to that. But if they are there for an abortion... It gives you the opportunity for them to talk about why abortion is wrong instead yep. of you telling them they have now, through your series of questions, told you. Yeah. And for sure, they're going to go in there and think about that discussion. Yeah. So um, one of the points that I think is really important to remember is oftentimes all we're doing is planting seed. Yeah. We just have to keep that in our yeah. heart because we may not see an immediate result yeah. of, of those questions. They may still go in and, and abort, but um, maybe the next baby will be saved, or maybe right. they will change their lifestyle, or maybe they will pursue knowing more about this God that this person yeah. was was talking about. Yeah, one so, principle I want to point out, mm-hmm. and you covered a little bit in this article, is the brochure, getting the brochure into their yeah. hands can cut through any lies. Like they're not having a conversation with you. And, you know, why do we lie? A lot of times, like I talked about earlier, we lie to protect ourselves, to save face, um, to, you know, kind of guard against encroachment of other people and judgment and all this other stuff. Like why would a woman come into the abortion center? This is is a question that I have, actually. Uh If she's coming to the abortion center and she's going to take the life of her baby, and she's going to lie about that. Why Why did she even stop and talk? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if she's going to lie about why she's there, why doesn't she, why doesn't she just, because many do, but why does some. To a stranger. Yeah. That's, the, that's even, what you know, I can see lying to your family members maybe, yeah. but to a total stranger right. who she'll never see again. Why lie? Yeah. Why, yeah. why even take the time to stop? Right. I've had people stop in the driveway and make up a pretty extravagant lie. <laughs> And I ask myself, why don't they just keep driving and ignore me? It's because of guilt. That's why. Yeah, yeah. And because they want to save face and because they want to appear. The Bible says each one, each man will proclaim his own goodness. We want to proclaim our goodness. We want to make sure that people know we're actually doing the right thing, unlike everybody else. And in reality, it's a fig leaf. Yeah. Um, But kind of going back to the brochure, the brochure kind of handles all of that because it's it's really a conversation once they're reading that brochure there's scripture in there the mm-hmm. gospel's laid out in there the fetal development of the three talking points are laid out in there they get that literature and they got to deal with what they're reading on that between them and the lord right it's right. not about trying to guard themselves and protect themselves against my judgment or whatever it's like they're reading it and yeah. they they can apply it so um we definitely need to speak and we need to engage in conversation as much as we can but that brochure, that needs to be the first thing we get into their hands. So right. whether they're lying to us or not, just let that thing speak. And you can say, this is for your friend then. Yeah. You, you don't have to expose the lie. And one of the reasons, by the way, that that when it's not wise to directly at least expose and confront, expose the lie in a confrontational way, yeah. we are planting seeds. Sometimes those seeds sprout <laughs> while they are in that abortion center. And you don't want to have slammed the door on the relationship by being so confrontational um, or calling them names, like calling them a liar, yeah. that they won't come talk with you if they change their mind. Yeah, And that does happen. They will get in there that everything you said has finally kind of hit home 
and God has convicted their heart and they come out and they are willing then to find out how we can help. Yeah. And oftentimes the lies are partial lies. Right. Like one of the partial lies that I'm remembering recently was a woman who said she was there for a high-risk pregnancy. She, and so she had to abort the baby. And it was a high-risk pregnancy. But by the time she finally came out and talked to me more and and had chosen life, it turns out it wasn't really the high-risk pregnancy. Right. That was the true issue. There were other things. So the keeping the door of communication open is one of the major reasons. Be careful in directly confronting right. that we know that they're lying because we they may change their mind. And we do want them to come back and speak with us. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And in all this, just as with everything, mm-hmm. we need to be walking with the Lord. Yeah. And God can expose those lies. It can be, you can you can expose the lies all you want. You can point out the inconsistencies in what they're saying all you want. But if the conviction of the Holy Spirit is not there, they're just going to go in. They're going to be mad at you for right. judging them or whatever. Right. We need the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We need to have the Holy Spirit in the conversation, directing the conversation. And when there are times where it's appropriate to point out, hey, you you just said this, and now you're telling me this, like that doesn't line up. Yeah, You can do that graciously, and the Holy Spirit can guide that conversation and bring conviction, because it's not going to be you. It's not going to be your tone of voice or whatever that's going to bring conviction. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. And there are... um, there are appropriate times to point out inconsistencies, yeah. but still do that with asking questions. So you just told me this, and now you're saying this. Um, can you help me understand how those two things fit together? Yeah, that's a really good way to ask Right, it. and sometimes there is a way that they fit together. And like you yeah. said, they're partial lies. They're, yeah. they're untruths that are twisted. And again, these are mechanisms. They're trying to protect themselves against right. your judgment, against embarrassment or, or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, just asking the Holy Spirit to help you navigate through these conversations is, is very important. And that's why I think it's really important as we're on our way to the abortion center to be in prayer, to ask the Lord yeah. to give us his wisdom. When we're there with our team on the sidewalk to start with prayer, dedicate the the, the morning to the Lord and ask his wisdom, ask him to come into the, the situations that you're facing on a day-to-day basis. And I want to say, take that it. seriously, that advice seriously, everyone, because I I do. Um, when I remember you saying once, Daniel, th- as you're driving into the abortion center is really not the time to be listening to the news right. on the radio. Well, I often used to because it's really the only time I ever hear the news. I don't, right. don't, I don't even have a television to hear or stations that broadcast news or anything. So, um, but I stopped doing it after hearing that. And I thought, I'm really going to devote this drive, which is a half hour drive for me to prayer, yeah. specifically for these women coming. And, and I think it really changed my yeah. effectiveness out on the sidewalk. So I really think that is really good advice. Devote the morning prior to coming to the abortion center to, um, to being in prayer, being in the word and, and asking God and the Holy Spirit to be helping you. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope that this podcast episode was a blessing to you guys. If you want to reach out to me, you can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicky at lovelife.org. We'd love to hear from you, suggestions for future podcasts, maybe clarification that you need on previous episodes that we've done. We do these things to encourage you. We put these episodes out to challenge you and equip you. And so we hope that they do that for you. Let us know. 
if, uh, if again, there's other things that we can cover. Um, but until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.